Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We are coming to you straight out of, not the library, the <laughs> town hall. We just got back from our Christmas annual, I call it what, town employee lunch. Mm-hmm. And mm. um, it was delicious. Yeah, it was so fun to see everybody. It's that time of year. Uh, you get together with all the town employees and the selectmen host it. And right? Joan and Becky from town hall are kind of in charge of inviting everybody and tracking it. And it's pot luck mm-hmm. or pot unlucky, right? I thought it was pot lucky. Very lucky. lucky. Yeah. yeah, there Lots was good, good stuff. Food. I made a giant plate of food. And then there's a dessert bar mm-hmm. and and a poison punch. Yep. Do you have any punch? Not, a, not the good bit. stuff. Um, they were like encouraging the us tape. to, they knew we were doing the podcast. So they're like, you should have a lot of punch. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll go drop the tea on the podcast. Oh, but no. Yes, just one. Um, we joked with, I was sitting at a table with police officers, so we joked about, uh, you know, having a little bit too much punch uh-huh. on the clock as a policeman. They couldn't have any, obviously. Mm, 911 right. could happen at any time. Right, goodness. So fire department was there, police department, library, clerk. Yep. What else was there? Selectman's office. DPW? All the selectmen were there. All DPW. The oh, that's the other thing. DPW sometimes doesn't get to come because it's uh, snowing. Right. And they got to be out plowing. Oh, yeah. But today is a gorgeous it's day. A sunny day. Mm-hmm. Sunny day. So no this snow. is our holiday episode just because it's in December. Mm-hmm. And we are sitting at a beautiful table. We're having mm, our nice. Christmas party here today. It is a tea party. Yes. So cheers to cheers, the staff. Cheers. Clink. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> Even Melody's here. Cheers to Melody. Cheers to Melody. Adeline is sick. She has a sore Oh, poor baby. Poor baby. So we'll send her presents home with her. Is she okay? Yeah, she's good. Hmm. <laughs> Terrible to get sick during the holidays. Mm. Anyways, um, I titled this episode Jingle All the Way. Because, yeah. of course, you've got... I don't have any jingles. I know, you're looking, you're looking like another holiday today. Ooh, I'm going is, to a winter solstice activity. It is so. the winter solstice. Oh, oh your bell just broke. Oh, oh you're going to have to fix that. <laughs> No angels getting their wings today. I know it. So it's the... I have holiday bell earrings. I did notice those. And this dress, I have to say, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. You can't see this, but she is in a divine kind of (laughs) pumpkin-colored dress that has moons and eyes. It's not pumpkin. It's yellow. It's kind of mustardy Mustard yellow. Yeah. And it leans October. Whenever I wear it, though, Mm -hmm. because I've got these earrings on, people say... Oh, you're so festive, which makes me laugh. Yeah, it is festive. So I thought, okay. And we are, I am going to a solstice party tonight. So. Yes, it is the least amount of light day of mm-hmm. the year. And um, it's only 2 o'clock, but it does feel like the sun is starting to drop already. Yeah, it is. So perfect. Um, winter solstice, December 21st. So is there a moon tonight? Some no, special no. moon? Mm, not sure. There's a moon. All right. Well, do a spell for us. Ah. Exactly. Um, I wanted to recap December. We had a lot of excitement right Gosh. in the beginning of the month, and then it's just kind of been not exhausting, but like <laughs> it's Christmas. Yeah, nonstop. Exhausted. I really don't know what day Christmas is. I'm sitting here like, is it two days away? Three days away? It's been back to back to back. Yes. So we opened with. Um, well, I had the Hillstown Co-op here for a holiday party, and that was right on December 1st. So no sooner had Thanksgiving ended, we had decorations up, which it looks divine in here. Yeah. Snowflakes mm. are still... They really lasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did last. And the, the dollhouse. The dollhouse was up on 
The Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, if you haven't been in to see the Dow House, it will be up until December 31st. So hopefully this podcast is going out in the next day or two. And you still have time. We're going to be open from December 26th right until the 31st. And come in and see this fantastic uh, Dow House. We have some new characters in there. <laughs> Who's joining us this year? What's new in the Dow House? In the mm. Dow House, they got a refrigerator this year, a beautiful grad refrigerator, a... Uh, old-fashioned record player gramophone with Mm -hmm. records and a lot of new mice came Mm -hmm. it does look like there's a party in there it's quite a party there is a party so mouse bonnie amy and joanne are in the dollhouse all those librarians going over to the mouse party Mm -hmm. (laughs) they look good in there oh and i have a sleeping mouse there's a lot a lot new i have to tell you inspired um my oldest sister has mm. our dollhouse, and she's introducing it to her grandchildren this weekend. And we were talking about the iSpy. So I sent her a picture of your mm. iSpy sheet because they were having a friend come over with the grandchildren, and they were worried that three girls might, you know, mm. get in there and yeah. start moving all this stuff around. And so I right. said, you yeah. got to do the iSpy. So as soon as she, you know, heard that idea, we started to think of all the tiny little things that are in there. I'm like, I have so many things. Well, yeah, it's like there's a blue canary and like a, a yellow canary and there's perfume right. bottles. So just like you did, you guys went Count and the found the tiniest little mm-hmm. thing. So it, keep, it, it makes it last longer. It helps with the kids that are handsy. Mm-hmm. They want to get in there and they want to move things around, but it's very delicate and everything just... Oh, yeah, just yeah. one bump of the table and the whole thing's mm-hmm. crumbling down. So, yeah, they like to look. They like to come back. Um, Amy this year uh, separated them into categories. I like that idea, too. I do, too, actually. Like housewares? Yes, or... right. Food and drink. So one little girl came in, and she was things. going through everything, and her poor mother just had to go. And so I, I finally said, I said, Violet, we've gotten through all just the other fun things come back for yeah that whole section i would come and just do the food and beverage and then leave and then come back and do another mm-hmm. thing another day i think some people do it yep uh, you've had a lot of repeat people come in they just love it and mm-hmm. you know it's like oh i want to look at it one more time so just until the end of december and then i heard a rumor <laughs> you know, spilled the tea um that you might be painting the doll I think house. i'm going to i kind of wanted to do it last year but I was afraid that I would hurt the feelings of the people that gave us the dollhouse, um, the Imerlikas. So I asked uh, Annette's opinion, mm-hmm. and she was very agreeable to it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I didn't paint it, and when she came in to see it, she said, why didn't you paint the dollhouse? <laughs> so I think I will. Um, I'm still toying At the trustees meeting, um, they thought it was a funny idea to paint it purple. Oh, for heavens! <laughs> for our listeners, we have a beautiful purple house. Stirring the pot. I know we have a um, purple Victorian, uh, beautiful home on Main Street <laughs> that is for sale. We love Sue and Dave, and who we love the are the house. owners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love the purple house, and on our social media page, Mont Vernon Chatter. Someone posted the brilliant idea that it would make a great library, and we should just start the whole project over, and you know, forget about that mm-hmm. three years of of work to plan for a new library, and just put all the library Who services into got, a three story Victorian. We've got home. twenty people on Chatter that have it all figured out. Yes, such a so. great idea. <laughs> um, so, beside purple house being like a trigger word. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. There's only one purple house. And yeah. it's on Main Street in Mount mm-hmm. Vernon. And it's for sale if you're a podcast listener. Oh, my goodness. Right. I Move by this Move gorgeous, gorgeous house. You know my story. I know the story. I... I really, if there is a female therapist out there in the world <laughs> who doesn't need any man but would like to meet a nice fireman, yeah, um, you could buy the purple house, run your office out of there, yeah. and then every time the fire alarm goes off, look out your window. There you could be a fireman. <laughs> you right. could you yeah. can find a fireman, and maybe you guys get married. It's my Hallmark um, version. You know of, what? I think you should pitch it to them because yes. I, it's I, a good one. It's a great house for a little office. And um, a good caretaker, right? Well, if anybody's a listening... A therapist doesn't need a garage. She doesn't need a garage. She doesn't need <laughs> a If anyone's home. listening that is looking for a house, some people, I think, get bent out of shape about a certain thing. Like, oh, yeah. it's too close to the road, or there's a firehouse outside, or there's no garage. And, and I just say, push off. I live on the mean street. Mm-hmm. I have no garage. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you think I care? No. 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 I give two hoots. I love living in the village. Mm. Um, that house has a history. Mm-hmm. And the uh, wood floors alone in there. And the fireplaces. Oh, the and the staircase. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. the staircase. And then they put a banging kitchen in there. Mm-hmm. So it's this culinary kitchen with like the counter heights are perfect. Oh, yeah. someone needs to well, get this I house. I think people get nervous because there's a firehouse across the road i don't know what they think there's no fires we're across the street from the firehouse i barely it's fun to be the first one to see the fire trucks pull out right it's true what's happening where are they going you know i mean it doesn't happen that often so if you're looking for a very fabulous place to live yes come check out come check out the purple Purple house. house so all right, back to the dollhouse. She's not going to be purple, but good luck with your your. I know. Maybe you do like a little research about Queen Anne's of this era. Maybe I know. They, a I'm sure there lady. is. Yes, some mm-hmm. restrictions on what colors they could have been. Yeah, I don't right. know. So. Hi, Jill. Hi, Jill. Come on in. Um, Jill Weber's here. We're doing a little podcast. We're doing our podcast. Right, come on in. I'll pause. Let's pause. Let's pause. One second. Okay. We have royalty in the house. One second. <laughs> <laughs> we should have been filming. That would have been good. Addition. Okay, we're back. Jill Weber, our former library trustee, mm-hmm. who is a trustee of the Dayland trustee mm-hmm. board now, right. and obviously a fabulous, famous artist, yep. just dropped out the most gorgeous cookie platters I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm not book, sharing these mushrooms. Um, no, I mean, it's whole plate. The 12 Days of Christmas, her <laughs> cute little pocketbook, which she kind of forgot about. I asked her about it because I had one copy at home. I said, you got any of those laying around? And she goes, I might. I love these. Yeah. It's so cute. And she goes, I never wrote a book called The 12 Days of Christmas. I'm like, yes, you did. I have it. I have yep. it. So she kind of forgot about it. And isn't it funny? Her um, cookies are her art. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. her hand. You can tell us. So. I know it. Did you um, get a bird? I got a little bird. Um, I got a hand that has a diamond ring and a bird. Yep. I and love a little the Christmas hands. tree. And she makes some meringue, mushrooms. If you guys could just see the scene oh my here, gosh, the right. podcast Maybe scene. you should take a picture of it. I might take a picture. Oh, show notes. Yes, look in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you, Joe Weber. Just always, people mm-hmm. are so generous. They do drop in and drop off the best treats for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget your librarians if you live in another town. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. the firemen get thing and the police get thing, but your librarians cute, cute, are waiting. <laughs> <laughs> They're Check waiting for treats. That's why we put the stockings <laughs> No, is there anything in our stocking? I don't know. You gotta go look. Mm. Um, Anyways, okay, so we moved on from, we were supposed to have David Brooks on today, 
Yeah. Um, he was the celebrity tree lighter. That was another oh, event yes. in the beginning of the month. And um, I nominated him because he... He's so sneaky. I know, I'm kind of sneaky, but the rec director asked. And so I thought, I have a great nomination because David You Brooks, did the nomination last year, too. I Because, you know, sneaky. When, when you work in town, you see the people yeah. who... Um, Try the hardest. Mm -hmm. And so David Brooks, I'll just say this. We're going to really try and get him on in January. He had jury duty. Yeah. So he couldn't come. Yeah. And I really wanted to talk to him because he's a former rec director. He was the writer, editor of the MV Flyer, which is our, like, town newsletter. He's a granite geek on New Hampshire Public Radio. granite geek. So he's so smart. He just became a grandfather. So there's a lot to talk about there. Lots to talk about. He does a lot for town. Mm -hmm. And when I mentioned his nomination to another group the historical society because he's one of them too he's a docent for the That's museum right. um pete king said oh yeah don't forget he was a rec director and i'm like i did kind of forget that so hmm. sounds like he does a little bit of something everywhere and then he's also halloween he's one of the gentlemen in the beehive gear the haunted hive yeah yes. and so um our selectman said i don't think i know him and i said you know, <laughs> the beehive and he goes well he's always got the headgear on so i'm like <laughs> oh my i'm gosh. like i'm sure you know who he is and then the egg toss at easter <gasps> yeah right. he runs that so he's good fun and mm-hmm. that's what pete king said he'll take no credit but he's always there mm-hmm. you know to help and yep. so uh, i'm sorry that he was out of town um for jury duty yeah. but justice calls right yep. justice calls that's an important so thing uh, to you do. went to tree lighting how was it i did it was very festive oh. yep there were lots of people i saw recognized a lot of the new families here at the library they were there having a great time yes perfect weather not windy no snow not too too cold you know people didn't have to be super bundled up Mm -hmm. so it was nice to be nice to be outside i did notice the tree Uh, she's looking a little dead on the bottom we need a new tree guys I, i think um an open discussion a round table discussion about you know there's nothing wrong with that the tree has been wonderful yes but there's nothing wrong with understanding that it's past its prime. I was talking to someone mm. this morning. I'm like, you know, just because it costs a lot of money doesn't mean you shouldn't consider the replacement of it, mm-hmm. right? And I, I shot out a couple ideas about, like, how you could easily raise money. But, like, in Amherst, they have a tree fund. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're so oh. excited about their tree. And there's apparently one man who's, like, in charge of the tree. So you can make oh. a donation annually Well, and the thing the is, they put the lights up and they take them off. Mm-hmm. That's another At the end of the season. Right. Didn't they just get new lights? I thought I heard they just got new lights. They doubled the lights. Okay. Who, in Amherst? In Amherst. I thought they, they yeah. something happened with their lights. They have a lot of lights. They just got Well, and I'm not trying yeah. to be competitive. I'm just saying, like, there's ways to do it. And then the other idea I thought is you could just fill that whole, all the fire department bays with um, little uh, votive bags and sell them. For mm-hmm. like ten bucks, and uh, start the tree fund that way. So mm-hmm. like, you pick up your memory luminaries, and you, you like, would would you do a hundred dollars to get ten bags to put in front of your house, or or one bag for ten dollars in memory of somebody you love? Mm-hmm. And then I think the, that's a low cost, the lower cost because yes. somebody might buy a hundred dollars worth, but a hundred might be prohibitive right, to but someone. If each mm-hmm. bag right. was ten dollars, yeah. Right, and I then think so. all that money could just go right towards the new mm-hmm. tree. So we have a couple of guys in town that are tree removers, landscaper mm-hmm. people. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of people that might kind of be working with the idea of it's time for a new tree. And Penny Dixon's parents owned a Christmas tree farm. I owned. I, my parents owned a Christmas tree farm. So I would be very curious 
you know, like what, how much do these trees cost from a landscaper at wholesale and who would be interested in sponsoring our Yeah, tree? I mean, we'd like to get, you'd want to get a substantial size. Right. It would have but to they be do pressure. grow a lot each year. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Everyone would understand the first year, right? Like, hey, you got to start somewhere. Gotta start somewhere. You got to start yeah. somewhere. So. I worry that, you know, it's it's clearly old. It's it's starting to decay yeah. and die. Um, at what point does it become a risk that it falls on a passing car, a passing person? Town tall. It's, you know, it's close yeah. enough and it's tall enough that yeah. if the wind went the right way, or, or even Bobby Billow's house, she's right there. I don't know if it's that tall, but, you know, like... For sure. Know. It's a tall tree. Um, I heard time. the cherry picker can't get to the top anymore, so it's right. even that tall. So she's done her um, duty. And um, if you cut her down, yeah. maybe you could just make something out of her that would be divine. There are so many things. When you mm-hmm. cut her down, you could have a uh, a guessing game yeah, and how old mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Counting the rings. Yeah. Someone could get you could a five dollars a guess. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You could lie. And then Earl could make ornaments or something out of all out, out of the wood. The, the wood. I right. think so. Mm-hmm. So it's good that, you know, we have three hundred and sixty five days <laughs> to figure it out for yeah. next year. But right. um, yeah, and I heard there's some trust funds for the beautification of town. Yep, I was just talking to Eileen Neighbor fourteen whoops, I won't tell where she lives. I was just talking <laughs> to Eileen Neighbor and she said that there are funds. Yes. So Well, I'm starting to look around at other towns too, like what do they do for a tree and where is mm. their tree? And um, how big is their tree? Well, Eileen so. was talking also about when it used to be on the green. And I mm-hmm. said, there's no bathroom down there. And she said, oh, for heaven's sake, it's just lighting the tree. It's the tree. Um, I agree with her, though. Like, you would have no ceremony. It would just be you and a coat down there. Because mm-hmm. the reason the town hall works out so great, right? Yeah. It gives you a place to plug in that cocoa or right, whatever. Right, so she asked me where mm-hmm. it was not handicapped accessible. If we got a new tree, I said, well, for heaven's sake, that whole side yard yes right at just the town hall it. is quite large move yes. it further back and further over so sure. it's a little further away from the building but it's still on the lawn there's mm-hmm. still plenty of room I, in the new library plan i know that evergreen was planned for the front area mm-hmm. to just make sure there was you know like a chance for a holiday tree Something. not the one you're right. lighting for tree lighting but no of course there's mm-hmm. going to be you know holiday events there too like the annual lasso or the, the christmas tea party exactly. just like this mm-hmm. so Anyways, um, all good ideas. We'll keep that conversation going. But the tree was lit, and then you guys went to a PTA event. Yes. Was mm-hmm. it as fun as it was last year? It was, was fun. Was it fun? I had fun. It was a fun yeah. time. Um, the PTA Winter Wonderland. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I, ta- I did story time. Yep. And I talked to Mrs. Claus, and she was very busy. She was painting faces from the moment the door opened mm-hmm. until about... Five or ten minutes passed. Did so. Santa grant all Lots the wishes? Do we painting. know? Um, I heard Santa may have promised some ferrets. Oh no! Um, I think Santa, Santa, Santa got, you know Santa, got no little, Santa got a little Santa got a little silly, maybe. Um, so hopefully people didn't really <laughs> take him, him take him seriously and forgive him for that. Um, but uh, you know, it's it seemed like Santa definitely had a lot of fun with the the children of Mont Vernon. Well, so. you know, we had letters to Santa here at the library, and mm-hmm. a lot of kids dropped off their letters mm-hmm. here. And yes. you, I think the start of letters to Santa was at mm-hmm. the Wonderland event. So, right, and the second um, or something. Like maybe eighty five letters came to the oh, library. Oh, I heard was there was more. more than that? It was close. We were t- close to hundred. Close to hundred. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Santa's gonna have to do some fancy footwork, or do you think Mrs. Claus writes back? Who does the letter? Oh, Santa writing writes. up at the North Pole. Santa, he does it all. Santa takes care of his own correspondence. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I hope everybody gets what they asked for. Well, I mean, I did hear that a few people didn't put their full addresses on. <laughs> so it was over where everybody lives, though. It's right? a little difficult for him to find out everybody. But um, Was there a cookie walk at the PTA yes, event? Yes. Oh, there was. The sixth graders. Oh, was it. it a fundraiser? Yes. Yep. Good. Well, speaking of cookies, we had our cookie swap here. We had 22 bakers. It was crazy. That's amazing. We went around three times and made um, platters. So I'm thinking next year we might open it up to the town, not just Cookbook Club, mm-hmm. and do it over do in it the over NPR. Uh-huh. Um, it sounds like a lot of cookies, but if we kind of coordinate it, it could be good. It could be really fun. It could. Some of them many? could be donated. Some of them could go to events. Mm-hmm. So I gotta, I gotta work with mm. Cher or maybe Meals on Wheels or someone, and like fifty people. That's a lot of cookies to go home with fifty people swap. So you could. Well, I mean, but would you have that? I mean, how many dozen of cookies would each baker have to make? Well, you'd have to come with fifty. So you'd you'd have like if you had fifty people, uh-huh. you'd want at least one cookie of mm-hmm. each variety. Mm. So I know there's lots of that's think a big about commitment. There. That's a big commitment, right? For some people, that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could just lottery people in. Well, I used to do it. I had a my book club from when I used to live in Nashua. We did a cookie swap, mm-hmm. and the woman that, that was in charge of it, ah, oh, she made us all do. Nine dozen. There were Ooh, nine of us, wow. so that we each. Wow, had, that's was, too many cookies. It that's was crazy. It was a crazy. Oh Ours worked out um, to probably two. I said do a double batch. Mm-hmm. So I think people pretty much you got two of everybody's mm-hmm. cookie, which was perfect. It made a nice oval platter, and um, somebody who had like a really nice one. You, you knew you were only getting one, so we, yeah. we went around the room and we picked one off of everybody's tray. So you guaranteed got one cookie oh, from everybody. And then um, I remember Melissa Henry, she made Oplaki or one of her Polish cookies, but she mm-hmm. made so many. So, like, mm. people got to go around a third time and a mm-hmm. fourth time with her tray because she did, she made a massive amount. And so that was fun. But um, you at least got one of everybody's. Mm-hmm. And then I had little Violet. Again, Violet, she yep. was here. And she brought her cookie and represented oh, her family. So we even had little culinary girls. And, nice. um, yeah, she was so mm. cute. So she, we said littlest to biggest when we started. So she started the line, and her dad cute. was holding the platter. Mm-hmm. It was darling. So that was fun. That was a good December thing. We'll definitely bring that, that back. And our Seats and Feeds charity drive. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everybody who donated new underwear and new socks. They went down to share. We had Very two good. big, you know, those home goods shopping bags mm-hmm. um, filled. And when I went down there, I... Usually there's kind of like a quick drop off, but I had to go in the office and there were some um, hardworking women in there and there were bags and bags of saxes. So someone else had thought of sax to also. Mm-hmm. And so like I just plunked it down on the floor and they were on the phone and, mm-hmm. you know, shares a busy place right now during the holidays. Yeah. Sure, so, sure. Um, thank you to everyone who donated to that. We'll continue to do that. And I know there was a drive for the girls had to coats. Mm-hmm. There was hats and gloves. Did I miss any other drives? Oh, the firemen did toys. Oh, to- and police oh, too. Right. The firemen yes. and police did oh, yeah. toys. And um, down at Selhegan High School, they did toys also. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then the high school also did their Polar Express movie. Did you yeah. go to school? Uh huh. Uh huh. That <laughs> was good. You were kidnapped. Yes. Um, my son is on that committee, and he um volunteered me to um, do some crafts. But it was fun. Lily was home, and so we went. 
and did that. So they showed the movie. They showed the movies. Rad. They had a hot cocoa bar and they had they had a big um I saw it was snacks. Like three hours and I was like, it was a long time. time. I only stayed for the, the I only stayed for the craft and um, Jackson said everybody watched the movie and wow. Mm-hmm. So they really That's had great. that whole hour to get all the you know they had a train there the mm-hmm. robotics the robotics team I team heard. had a train there yeah. that was pretty cute lots of crafts and face painting and all sorts and so you had that whole hour to kind of get that wiggly stuff out of your mm-hmm. system I guess right because then you get pooped out watching the movie I Smart. guess they did all right well so, it can be an annual event you never know I think they'd like to do it again right Amy yes you're yep. on that um, yep um, they talked the so the student activities committee of community council they're the ones that ran the event and so at this past week's community council people were giving reports saying it was you know how great it was it was well received everybody had fun they were hoping they did say that they were hoping that it could become an annual event oh and the messiah sing also oh yeah i went at the beginning of the yeah so there were two dates you could have gone to the Saturday performance in Mount Vernon or the Sunday performance in Milford. And I went to the Saturday. And mm-hmm. as normal, it's just like powerful and the church looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I don't know, uh, the attendance was a little bit lower than the last time I went. But I thought to myself, if you could go during the daytime on Sunday, you know, like mm-hmm. at nighttime, it's a little bit, you know, people have a hard time driving at night and right. the older groups. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the pews were definitely full, but it wasn't like the standing room only years mm-hmm. where it's like, I think that that pre-COVID time. Well, uh, this is their first time back in yes. our building mm-hmm. since COVID. Mm-hmm. So it might That's take right. a little bit of time. A little bit of time to trust mm-hmm. it again. But yeah, right. no, it was beautiful. It gets you in the mood. Mm-hmm. So, um the second part of our podcast, we've got Amy, who's going to go over the best of 223. My best. And I saw a bunch of lists this week, but I'm not going to guess what you picked. Okay. I did go, I looked at the <laughs> list, a lot of, you know, um, like, what, what do I want to call them? Like the pop culture sites, you know, picking mm-hmm. the right. sensational right. ones. And yep. then the legit lists, like, did you get your Goodreads? You know, I don't do Goodreads. You don't? No, I don't. I I don't know why I don't like Goodreads, but I don't. Mm -hmm. So that's one of those. Like, they'll track books and things. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can see what other your friends are reading. I don't do Goodreads that I I have a Goodreads, but I don't track I have a Goodreads too, but I don't. I've never, Mm -hmm. just never got into it. So, yeah, it's one of those weird things. You don't need it. You already know what's good to read. Well, I try. All right, what? Were we supposed to read in 2023 that we might have missed? Mm, okay, so um, I'm taking a page from Tim at Nantucket, the Nantucket Books, Nantucket Bookstore. He does um, Tim's, he did top 23 for 2023. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing my top 23 of Perfect. 2023. And these are in the order that I read them. So calendar wise in That's the right. year, they're not. So the first one you mentioned is January two twenty. Yep, okay. I, it goes all the way back to January. So it's not the first book is not my top book of the year. It just happens to be that was the first book that I read in January that I really really loved. Mm-hmm. So all the way back to January, uh, Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Ng. I remember you said that. Yeah, that was loved that. Um, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Okay, by, is that the gaming book? Yes, yeah, the gaming book. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's well, it was gaming, but it also tackles gun violence. Um, you know, workplace. It, it, I didn't know that. Mm, yeah. Okay. It was it was really really good. So if you missed that one, 
Circle Back, It's Worth the Read, uh, Hell Bent, Lee Bardugo, that was her second book. Um, the first book is Escaping. Is it my the memory. one with the rabbit on the cover? Yes. Yes. That's mm-hmm. Hell Bent. Hell Bent. Hell Bent is the is the second one, and I just off the top of my head can't remember the first one, but it was excellent. Picked up right where the first book left off, okay. and just dove right back into that whole magical world. Um, Mouth to Mouth by Antoine Wilson. I think that was one. I don't remember that one. That one, I think Ellen Hildebrand mentioned that one. And that was, I find that a lot of the books that she recommends, she if you if you don't follow her on Instagram, that's, I follow her on Instagram, and she a lot of times will talk about, I read this book, I loved it, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Things that she really loved, I find that I will also enjoy. There's only been maybe one or two things that, that she just gushed about that I read and went, eh. But that one I really liked. Mm-hmm. Trespasses by Louise Kennedy, Hester by Lori Lico Albanese, Notes on an Execution by Danya Kukafka. Is that a brand new book? Notes on an Execution? Yeah, was that um, new this year? I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I think that was another Ellen one, actually. <laughs> uh, this Other Eden by Paul Harding, which, you know, that was, when did I read that? Maybe March. Um and right away when I read it, I said, oh, this one's definitely going to be nominated for stuff. And it was. It yeah. was nominated, nominated for the Booker and the National Book did Award. Did it win? It did not win it either. It did not win. But um, it was definitely very, very good. Uh, the Twyford Code by Janice Hallett, which that one is more kind of lighthearted fun, um, but it's got a good kind of like puzzle sort of thing in it. That one, that one was just a fun kind of light read. Pineapple Street by Jenny Jackson. Ooh, lots of people like lots that. Lots of people. That was on a lot of lists I did see. That one was really, really... That was on that's a, like a gift book. Yeah. Yep. It's a good family drama mm-hmm. with different kind oh, of maybe that's why. family issues happening. Um, the Many Daughters of Afong Moy by Jamie Ford. And Jamie Ford wrote The House on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet, which mm-hmm. that came out right. eh, 10-ish years ago mm-hmm. and I think this was his most recent wow, next novel years. maybe there was another one in, in there but um, those royalties were really old yeah, I, <laughs> I guess I don't know so that one I, that one was kind of a sleeper I don't feel like a lot of people talked about that but I really liked it and then of course Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver so my gosh now I had not read David Copperfield mm-hmm. but I have heard that if you have read David Copperfield that you can see all of the direct parallels. connections and parallels and allusions right back to David Copperfield. But you don't have to have read it to enjoy it. Okay, good tip. Yes. So don't, don't if you're on the fence, if you're like, ugh, I've never, never read, read David Copperfield. Like, I don't want to read David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to bother. I won't get it. It won't make sense to me. You don't have to know That's a what thing. You don't have to know a thing about David Copperfield to enjoy her novel. Okay, good. Yeah. Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Why is everyone Van talking about Pelt. that right now? Um, I think it's a really popular book club book it's, it's had right a now. Resurgence. Yes, it, I, and I think that's why. I think it's um, it was kind of a sleeper, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. and it's sort of it's just building. It was on the kids' word of mouth for the high school, and we it thought was. that was weird. I did. That's when you read it. It's showing I, yeah, up that's on when a I read lot it. of gift book mm-hmm. lists, mm-hmm. so yep. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have read it. Yep, it was just, it's... It's it's got uh, an ocean cover, too, which is kind of throwing me. One of the characters in the book is an octopus. Okay, well, that explains it. And it's um, told partially from the perspective of this octopus living at this museum. 
in um, is it in you Washington? Had me at museum. So it's um, <laughs> well, no, museum, um, yeah, aquarium. aquarium. I meant aquarium. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> yeah, aquarium. There you go. So yes, if you haven't read that yet, it's it's very charming. It's it's sweet, but not like in an overly sweet kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're writing Amy's books down, stop. They're going right. to be in the yes, show Yes, exactly. It's this in is the a show long notes. list, <laughs> yeah. but um, I'm going to post it as her best of. So mm-hmm. better to listen. Yep. Um, so the next book is Babel by R.H. Kwong. And if that name sounds familiar, they had a book come out this year called... Um, Shoot, it's right over there. Yellow face? Yellow face. Yeah. My yes. daughter just read it. She said yes. it's so good. That was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was an earlier novel, and this one is more kind of fantasy in the ma- it's got magic in it. So a very, very different story than Yellow Face, but I really, really enjoyed that a lot. Um, and I did enjoy Yellow Face as well. It didn't make the top twenty-three, mm-hmm. but it, it was a book that I, I read this year that I liked a lot. Uh, the Housekeepers by Alexa Hay. And I do remember talking about that one on the podcast when I read that earlier. Uh, that one was really fun. Hello Beautiful by Anne Napolitano. I still haven't read that yet. Oh, That's you got to read it. That's another family. That's going to be my January. Family story. Indulgence. It's just so good. That Maybe my really book good. club needs to read it. It's old enough, right? Six months? Hello yeah. Hmm. I think so. Okay, yep. I'm writing it down. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, onward. All right, so number 17. We're on 17 now. Shrines of Gaiety by Kate Atkinson. That's the British one. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, this I was... I started it. I haven't... I haven't. I got it on audio. Yes. And I started it during a busy I did it. time, and I paused it. Yep, I did it on audio as it well. It returned itself, and I'm like, I'll come back. Yeah. It's a big book. It's a big book. It's a big story. It's one of these things where you have to meet the whole cast of characters. So at first, you're kind of like... What does this person have to do with this other thing here? Mm-hmm. That's where I but am in the you, book. Yeah, so you have to. It's and it's it, it's interesting. It keeps your interest, but you. It's just it's hard to see how they all connect. Maybe initially, mm-hmm. but then once you meet the whole cast and you start to see how they all fit together, and then she just does this brilliant job of bringing the whole story. I'm waiting for the to the uh-huh. end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's yet. worth it. It's definitely worth circle back, finish that one. Uh. Okay, The House is on Fire by Rachel Beanland. This was on a lot of indie pick lists when it came out. And I wanted to, I'm normally not an ebook reader. I don't like reading books on my Kindle app. But because of that book, I put it on hold on Libby so I could read it as an ebook because it was brand new. So I knew I couldn't get it through Interlibrary Loan. We didn't have it, it wasn't on Hoopla. So I thought, okay, I'm going to bite the bullet. And I read it as an ebook, and it's really, really good. It's based partially on a true story. Mm-hmm. It's set, um, it's either just pre or post Civil War in the South. Just a really, really great story. Um, Tom Lake by Ann Patchett. Mm. Oh, that's another gift book. Yep. Yep. That one was. Family drama, right? Michigan? Yes. Michigan, Traverse it's, City. It's, there's two timelines. The present day timeline is set the summer of COVID. And it's a family on a cherry farm. So it's um, a husband, a wife, and their, I think it's three adult children, daughters. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're talking, and they're, they're all kind of, they're, they're, they're a little pod living together on the farm and harvesting the cherries. And it's the mother is telling a story of this one summer many years ago when she was younger and this experience that she had 
It's still on the bestsellers, so and I feel like people are gifting yeah. it. I think it's one of Ann Patchett's best books. There, that's high yep. praise. Yep, I do, really. Um, okay, Stephen King. I never thought I would ever <laughs> read another book by Stephen King, but we had a patron come in, Heather Elaine, and she said, have you read Fairy Tale by Stephen King? I think it, it's right up your alley. I think you would absolutely love it. And I thought, oh, okay. It's big. If she's saying mm-hmm. that, I trust her. I feel like, okay, I should read this. So I, I picked it up. It is. It's a big book. Yeah. I did the audio. There's a little, I'm going to call it an Easter egg. Um, Stephen King actually voices one of the characters in the audiobook. So I kept listening and waiting. And you'll know it when you hear it. It's, it's just a small part, but he's, but he's in it. And it's just this epic story. And it really is. It is a fairy tale. I really and so I loved it. it. I, I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yep. And that's right. You read it too, Joanne. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Covenant of Water by Abraham Verghese. It's on hold right now. Someone, yep. just, someone just got it. Yep. Everyone I know that has taken that book out and brought it back here, everyone just gushes. Ah, oh, I loved it. It was so good. So it. Oh another big one it really was it's another big one. big one another one well, of what these else books are you doing in january get right right it's get like seven or eight hundred pages i think Woo. something like that it's very big and it's another one where the woman who borrowed it first read it in two days wow she had it over the weekend she must have literally done nothing i'm not kidding but read she like took it and brought because it it's so big and i was like what yeah how can you be done yeah <laughs> wow but she said it was great it's a multi-generational family drama mm. and there was a point, I want to say maybe I was around two-thirds of the way through the book where I was like, where the heck is this going? Mm-hmm. And then it's like the switch flips and you go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then it, you see how everything is all connected. So that one was, I think that one got nominated for, yeah, for a sure. lot of things too. Uh-huh. Um, okay, two more. The Making of Another Major Motion Picture Masterpiece by Tom Hanks. You said this was good. It was absolutely delightful. I can't believe I just that. loved it to pieces. Um, yep. I think that's a great gift book, though. Right? Yes. Because he's, yep. he's recognizable, so a, mm-hmm. a reluctant reader might be like, okay. Tom Hanks, he's a right. great guy. And you're okay, the absolute I'll read his a reluctant book. reader, and you loved it. So I loved that it. Means, <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. it's for both. It's, it's fun because... He's talking with a lot of film jargon, so it's it's basically it's you're you're following literally the production of a film and the characters, the director and the actors and the different people involved in it, and so there's all these little notes and it's fun. So he's explaining what all these different little terms mean. Um, so it's like you could even learn little bits about film production nice. about a movie. Um, just a really really great story. Okay, so my twenty third book of the year, I think I read it in. October or November, Learned by Heart by Emma Donahue. Oh, yeah. The gold cover. Yes. yes. With the, the face. And yep. the, um, <laughs> another one based on a true, in part, on a true story. Um, it's yeah. been out. So, yep. people yep. are enjoying That's a good one. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention, so that's everything this year, the, the top 23 that I loved. Those are your favorite. Those are my favorites. So now, um, books that I'm looking forward to that are coming out next year What's that you can kind of make a little mental note of. Um, Catherine Arden has a new book coming out in February called The Warm Hands of Ghosts. Now, she, her name is probably familiar. It might be familiar. She wrote the Winter Night Trilogy. So that's um, The Bear and the Nightingale is the first book. You the girl. Yes, those are fantastic. Those were like Russian fairy tales for adults. So this is her next book that she has slaved over for years she's you know it like took pieces of her soul i think she said or something and it's it's a world war one novel um i want to say there's some magical realism involved it i mean she's one of those people that i'll read whatever she writes like i've written some of her i've read some of her 
juvenile fiction books as well, because she has written JFIC. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Chris Bajalian has a new book coming out. Okay, I'm going to say it's I, March I or April. That. Yep, The Princess of Las Vegas. It's March. March, that, yeah. Um, his books are always fun to read. Uh, Anna Quinlan has a new book coming mm-hmm. out next year. After Annie. Uh, Amor Tolls has a new book coming out next oh. year. Table for Two. Ooh, which I, like I think it's, yeah. I think if I remember correctly, it's short stories and it's they're they're based on one of the characters from shoot, it's one of his it's not it's not the Moscow book, it's the other one of his other novels, the one that came out before Gentleman in Moscow. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um not civility, the Yeah, Rules of Civility. Rules I think it's I think it's one of the characters in Rules of Civility. Oh. It's all short stories kind of on their life. I think one I've got of my that right. Books of all time. Yeah. Gentleman in Moscow. Oh, yeah. yeah that was right. Bad. Still pull it when people say, what should mm-hmm. I read? Right. It's a great <laughs> one. That one's like, just, that one's a special book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tana French has a new book coming out next oh. year called The Hunter. Gabriel Garcia Marquez, who Ooh. is who is dead, but this is being published posthumously, mm. has a book called Until August. Uh, Tommy Orange, who wrote There, There, has a book coming out next year called Wandering Stars. Oh um, Taya Obret, I'm not sure that's how her last name is pronounced. Obrey, I can't remember. Anyway, she has a new book coming out called The Morning Side, and I believe that one's set in New York City. And I am a sucker for books set in New you York, so got to read that. Emily Henry, so she's kind Another of like the li- well, it's probably <laughs> you know she'll be Happy she'll be place. like you know like all the like Ellen Hogan and everybody just crank one out every year. Yep. So she's like, what did they refer to her as? Literary romance. Mm-hmm. So it's a romance novel, but it's maybe like a little less cheesy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but her books are very charming and sweet. So her next book is called Funny Story. Okay, that's coming out next year. What color do you think the book will be? She's done mm-hmm. yellow, pink. Blue. I want to say I saw a picture of it, but now Is I can't remember. I'm, it's all, I think all it was. I think it was blue, mm-hmm. but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last book I want to mention, Liv Constantine. She has written several books, and there was one that was a big hit a couple years ago that was called The Last Mrs. Parrish. Mm. Her next book is called The Next Mrs. Parrish. Oh, I gotta read it because so, yes. I love The Last yes, Mrs. Parrish. The Last Parrish. Mrs. Parrish <laughs> is definitely one of the. It would be good for a book club. It had a great twist. Yeah, yes. it had a great twist. Yep. And it yep. was like kind of light and just like, mm-hmm. yeah, and good for conversation at book club. Great. I so that's, that's her next one The <laughs> Next Mrs. Parrish. Yeah. All right. All of those are gonna be in the show notes. And do you wanna mention your celebrity author um, visit you had in Boston? Oh, yes. So uh, December 11th, I went down to Beacon Hill Books in Boston and they had a tea with Ellen so that's Ellen Hildebrand they had an event with her I'm and sure it paled in comparison to our Christmas tea we're having today. <laughs> no, uh, it, well, just this tea is, with Ellen Hildebrand this is much more intimate but it was it was um it was 25 people so it wasn't a big huge like book signing event that's impersonal that sounds exclusive you know, it was it was very it was very personal mm-hmm. very intimate um so they have in Beacon Hill Books they have a little cafe space in their lower level. I haven't been there yet, but it's darling. It's very darling. The, whoever was the interior designer for Beacon Hill Books was just fantastic. Okay. It's just this charming little gem of a bookstore. If you if you're in Boston and you're looking for a bookstore or you're just looking for somewhere, I mean like Beacon Hill's always fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, going shopping on Charles Street, go to Beacon Hill Books. So they had 
they had a little tea, you know, they had soup and you were there finger sandwiches and hours, right? It was yes, closed. they're closed on Monday, so it was Monday evening. Perfect. Um, when Ellen is doing the edits, the revisions for her, the book that comes out the next summer, she rents a house in Beacon Hill. So she literally was staying right around the block from Beacon Hill Books on this little kind of tucked in street. So she walked over mm. with her with her boyfriend and they just came in and they she was interviewed for about an hour and they just chatted back and forth and they took questions from Did you the ask participants. I didn't. I wanted to. I was able to circle back and ask her privately later to Mm -hmm. mention what I wanted to talk to her about and then um, she did a book signing she had copies of uh, the five-star weekend that she personalized and signed for everybody Mm -hmm. and then everyone just had time to shop in the bookstore well she's kind of a big deal so yeah that was amazing to me it was fun she keeps talking about her last book, her last right? Book. Yes, Swan Song next summer. Supposedly, that's yeah. her last book. So yeah, well, and she's she doing won't be touring anymore. Right. She and she talked about that. She said, "I wanted, I, I don't want my readers to read a book and say, ugh, that's just not, that's not Ellen Hildebrand anymore. That's not, that's not good.' Mm. So, so she wants to go out on top. Okay. Um, and she will be doing a series set at a private boarding school." with her daughter Shelby, they have a two or three book contract that, so she's not completely done writing, right? but she's done writing the beach novel set on Nantucket. Well, it's a great opportunity so. for a new beach writer to jump in. Right, I think right. we all look forward to her beach read every yes. year. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, um, just a couple things about the library project as we are rounding out the end of the year. The library building committee did a presentation on, I think it was December 6th, um, when they invited the community to come ask their questions about the project, they had the architect there and the construction firm, and it caused a little kerfuffle in town, um, the build mm-hmm. up to the event, and people put their questions on social media, right. which, you know, it's not really where you're going to get the answers to the questions, right? Like, we're all um, looking at Facebook and maybe you knew the answer, you didn't know the answer, but I'm um, trying to keep it really like highbrow and official. And mm-hmm. the library trustees, um, had drop in sessions at the library where you could come ask questions about the project. And as we're getting closer and closer to town meeting, uh, it's going to be important to communicate effectively, truthfully, right. get the right yep. answers. If you have questions about the project, the trustees are the ones to ask, you know, some people ask me questions about my statistics. I guess I'm the right person to answer those questions. Like mm-hmm. they're digging to find out how many people actually use the library. And we're really proud of our statistics. How many people come here and use the library? Mm-hmm. How many programs? How many mm-hmm. interlibrary loan books? Like right. Our numbers, I'm excited. Um, Melody is here. She tracks the number of people who come in the building. She's been tracking programs all this year. So next week, her and I are going to meet to see how we did this year. And it's not a contest. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do like to brag when the numbers are good, but you can't control the numbers. It's, it's like true. if people come, they come. If they don't, we saw a huge increase in Libby and Hoopla this mm, year. Sure. So more people are figuring out how to borrow digitally. And then we saw a little dip in the number of books that get borrowed here. But it all evens out because one goes up and one goes mm-hmm. down and it's right. natural. So um, if you have any questions about the project or our statistics or anything, come in. I think we're nice people and, mm-hmm. and ask the questions. Right. Can't promise that and you're... if you come on a Tuesday, you'll have cookies. Yeah, cookies right. and tea. But um, it is a big project. It is going back to town meeting. Uh, the mm-hmm. trustees are 
working on their warrant article this year. The um, the charitable foundation was very successful in raising more money. So uh, hopefully the cost of the project will be a little less than it was last year. We're kind of waiting for the bids on mm-hmm. the project to see if they held at $5.9 million. And, and we definitely have more money uh, raised, so it should work out that way. And then the capital improvement plan, this is a little, no one really knows about this yet, but the um, strategic advisory committee completed the master plan update. They completed the capital improvement plan. The library is first on the list of projects to be done and they're gonna make a presentation in January. So this is another opportunity for uh, townspeople to go and ask their questions about the big overall plan. We finally right. have one of the town, of the town, the town right? that mm-hmm. is kind of a roadmap for the next 30 years. And okay. all of the departments were invited to go chat with the committee and as individuals. So like DPW went in and said, okay, here's all the trucks that we have and gear and here's our expenses and this is what we'd like to do. So independently, you got to talk to them and they took all this data and they shoved it together and they graphed everything and they showed what the true expenses are that are coming up and they weren't biased at all like they just took ours and they took the firemen and they took the school they took everything they kind of mapped it out so if you are listening by all means participate in that discussion too because it's not just the library project it's like when will town hall get done you know what's going to happen at the highway garage the what's going to happen to the police department it's Mm. kind of um, fairly brilliant, like how they put it all together and made a clear plan. So not that everything is going to come the way it's supposed to, but they're at least showing you a path mm-hmm. to tackling all these big, big projects. So get ready for that in January and then um, save the date. Uh, March 13th, we have town voting and town meeting back to back on Tuesday and Wednesday and short of a blizzard like last year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If if you want to have a say on anything, you've got to go to town meeting. So it's only December, but mark your calendars for the mm-hmm. new year. March. This is, uh, I'll say, the year of the library. It's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. um, pay attention and get your questions answered. And the foundation is continuing to take donations. End of year is a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people hold on to make their donations at the end of the year because for tax reasons, it's a good time to do it. So. Mm-hmm mblcf.org go take a look at what they've got on their page and the promotional video that was uh gifted to the uh i think they made it for the foundation but they put it on uh youtube and it's you're like a star of the video joya <laughs> <laughs> i know when they were videotaping you probably didn't think you were no, going to be I didn't that know. much of it i mm-hmm. did not I yeah it's a powerful it. video though mm-hmm. about the importance of library and melody you're in the video mm-hmm. too talking about teen services so yeah no looking forward to it but um, we can all wish that Santa would drop off a library into mm, <laughs> the town right. library. Maybe if, we, maybe if we all asked for the same thing, <laughs> right. fit it in the sleigh. But um, it was a wonderful year. Thank you for mm-hmm. all your efforts, everybody. Uh, love working at the library, mm-hmm. and we're gonna close this uh, podcast out with a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone in our community. And we're gonna open presents after this. Oh, so, great! Yay. Cheers, everyone! Cheers. Happy New Year! We'll see you in January.